president crushed it last night with the State of the Union address. Absolutely crushed it. I mean, I think the best speech he's ever given, right? Am, am I alone with this? Best speech he's ever given. Beautifully written, beautifully delivered. You know, I actually, I actually got chills, which, you know, the president's style of speech doesn't usually give me chills. I mean, it's to the point, it's impactful, often funny, but it, it, it's not chill-inducing. It's not that soaring rhetoric that sends goosebumps down your spine. Last night, he gave me chills. But still, I, I don't know if they were, I don't know if they were as big as the chills of horror I got when many in the Democratic caucus sat for this line. That America will never be a socialist country. Yeah. Democrats sat. Nancy Pelosi reluctantly clapping, stone-faced though, behind him. Bernie Sanders, stone-faced, because you know what? They actually want America to be a socialist country. And then they also sat when the president highlighted the victims of illegal immigration. They sat. They sat for fighting against late-term abortion. Stone-cold silence from them. Last night, they really exposed their true colors, and they were the colors of true evil. And by the way, they would not be the first in American history to wear all white to signify it. All right, I want you guys to listen to this. Tell me this moment does not send chills of fear down your spine. I mean, in this clip I'm about to play, we are talking about children who feel pain. Democrats, though, they had no interest in showing their support for their innocent lives. I am asking Congress to pass legislation to prohibit the late-term abortion of children who can feel pain in the mother's womb. Now look, you can see most people clapping. But then all the women, all the Democrat women are seated. I mean, don't they care about their lives? Apparently not. They're sitting there stone-faced. Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez sitting on her butt for that line. Nadia Velasquez from New York on her butt. Judy Chu from California on her butt. I mean, New York, California, can we just get rid of those states? Uh, we'd honestly solve so many problems in this country if we just got rid of California. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine settling for just getting rid of California and float off into the ocean. Because we're talking about life here. And we're talking about a disproportionate amount of black lives. So uh, this should horrify everyone who has a soul. I mean, this might as well be them sitting there with their white robes like this. I mean, what's the difference? Is it really that different? We're talking about a complete disregard for innocent people's lives. I mean, if, if that's not evil, what is? You have to call it what it is. And, and, and it's not just the lives of the unborn. They have no interest in protecting the lives of Americans who suffer from the terrors of illegal immigration. More than 300 women and girls have been rescued from the horror of this terrible situation. And more than 1,500 sadistic traffickers have been put behind bars.
Now watch, you can see her ask her friend, are we, are we cool with this? And then they get up and they start clapping. You, you saw that. Alejandria Ocasio-Cortez asked, are we, are we for this? Are we, are we for human and sex traffickers being punished? Yes or no? Is that really something you have to ask? She does, and she's like, okay, yes, let's stand, but I'm not gonna clap. Alejandra Ocasio-Cortez did not clap, she just stood, because apparently she's not that into it. She stood, some of her Democratic colleagues, they actually stayed seated without even clapping. We're talking about trafficking. Others just sat there and did nothing. Like, no, we, I mean, we, we don't really mind the traffickers. Really, traffickers, you don't mind? Really? This should not be a controversial issue. I mean, can't we all as Americans agree, let's put sex traffickers in prison? They're like, eh, nah, let them abuse women more. I mean, what a disaster for those people. I, I gotta say, God don't like evil, but neither apparently do the American people. And the president's speech, by the way, was received tremendously well by the American people. Yes, news uh, instant poll here following the president's State of the Union. 76% of speech watchers said they approved of what they heard, 72% said they approved of the president's ideas for immigration. I mean, you know that's gotta kill them to report that. You know, that's CBS Evening News. You know that's gotta kill them. But the bipartisan support was across the board, proving that the far left wing of the Democrat party's disdain for some of the president's biggest points were way out of touch. Way out of touch. When the media is even giving it up for the president, the mainstream media, all those people, they have to wonder in the Democratic Party, are we way out on this? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, even CNN had to give it up for the president. Obviously, these are, these are wonderful moments, stirring moments. And uh, ABC's Jonathan Carl writing, quote, the president and his speechwriters have accomplished something remarkable here, tonight striking several themes that have drawn applause from both sides of the chamber. And I mean, even the boys at BuzzFeed, they had to give it up, writing, quote, nice to see Republicans and Democrats jointly rise and cheer Trump's call to protect people with pre-existing conditions at the time when the parties probably couldn't be farther apart on what to do with the health system. And I was, I was shocked to see Vox, you know, Vox, uh, uh, the freaking commies at Vox, they wrote, Trump is totally right on stopping endless wars. When you have Vox giving it up for the president, I mean, really, mine eyes deceive me. There was one moment at which it was an incredible moment, and I got chills at this moment because everyone came together when the president talked about female accomplishments. And exactly one century after Congress passed the constitutional amendment giving women the right to vote, we also have more women serving in Congress than at any time before. I mean, that was, I thought that was great. That was a really important moment because it is, it's honestly so rare in this country when you see both Democrats and Republicans cheer at the same thing. Uh, and that's rare. And I, I quite honestly, I thought that was great. But the problem was they stopped cheering when they heard the president talk about protecting innocent lives. Like, oopsies, we like women in Congress, but if they are ripped apart as babies too, that's okay with us. I mean, they, they, they have a complete disregard for lives, and that was evident right after that fantastic moment.
But the speech itself, it was masterful because it revealed the Democrats for the radicals that they are. I mean, they are radical and delusional. If you're not interested in applauding all of those moments in this speech, you aren't interested in helping this country move forward because this was a moment of unity for the country. This was a moment of inspiration for the country. And yet here is what aspiring totalitarian Alejandro Ocasio-Cortez had to say on the Twitters. Tonight was an unsettling night. Oh, it was unsettling for our country. The president failed to offer any plan, any vision at all for our future. We are flying without a pilot, and I'm not here to comfort anyone about that fact. Guys, she's out of her mind. I remind you that 76% of people watching last night approved of what they heard. Alejandra Ocasio-Cortez can't bring herself to join in on the positivity. Why? Because apparently socialists only deal in doom and gloom. But this address, it set the tone for the nation going forward. And I think it's a tone that, quite frankly, the country absolutely needs in this moment in time. I've said it before, with our economy on fire like this, the national mood, it should honestly be like the roaring 20s. It should be like the 1980s. It should be fun. Labor force participation is at a near six-year high. Wage growth is at a 10-year high. The, the numbers are exploding and have been for a while. We should be out partying in the streets, having the time of our lives. Economy is blowing up. Here's just a reminder from the end of last year, reminding of, uh, of how amped we all as Americans should be for this Trump economy. I want to play this not because they are the most recent numbers, but because I think it's really well produced and it captures the spirit of how we should be feeling in this country because of the roaring economy. 250,000 jobs created in the month of October. 250,000. It's really strong, you guys. 250,000 jobs is a blowout. 250,000 jobs. This was a strong month of hiring here. This is the final kind of economic number heading into midterms. Wages growing in this country north of 3%. That is something that we haven't seen since the early term, first term of Barack Obama. It's really an astonishing report. Average hourly earnings, those were up five cents last month to 27.30. Over the year, they're up 3.1 percent. That is the biggest jump in wages since April 2009. Well, how exactly are you going to do that? What are you going to do? What's going to happen is that we're going to cut corporate taxes, we said last fall. That's going to lead to a capital spending boom, which we see in the data. That's going to increase productivity and wages. And so wages should go up right now because workers have better and more machines to work with. The president has delivered, at least to this point, what he promised. I mean, that was October. They're talking about 250,000 jobs in October. Now it's even higher. In January, we created over 300,000 jobs. It's skyrocketing, folks. It's incredible. This should be the time of our lives. Everyone should be rocking out about this. But contrast that to the sort of bitter anger that lingers around American life in 2019. Economy's booming, but it sure doesn't feel that way because we are so riddled with division. But last night we saw a brief glimmer of hope moving forward because of this president's brilliant message of unity and choosing greatness. Glenn said it earlier today, the speech was Reagan-esque. It was Kennedy-esque. It was inspiring. It was unifying. And I honestly believe if the president continues in this vein, not only will he be reelected in 2020, but he will absolutely be remembered as one of the great presidents of our time.